This episode is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, and I am so pleased to introduce you to my guest today. Her name is Miranda O, and she's the author of Chin Up, Tits Out series, a book series. Her motto in life is to always have a chin up, tits out attitude no matter what. When the tough gets going, there is no shame in sipping some wine and having an ugly cry. Life's a wild ride, so sharing the twisted stories is what brings us all together. Miranda, thank you so much for being a guest on Let Fear Bounce. I've been excited about this one because simply the title of your book series has, well, let's just say it's got me intrigued. So my first question for you, first off, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am always very excited to kind of share my journey, share the story and how this whole mentality and, and motto came to be in my, my presence. Well, and that's that goes right along with my first question. Your journey and how you came up with the title of this book series, there's, there's definitely got to be a story just behind that title. Can you share a little <laughs> bit about that? Yeah, you know what? It comes down to my home growing up actually and and a little model that my mom used to or my parents used to coach us on and of course it doesn't start with hey toddler chin up tits out like it it was never that way It, it started up as stand tall and stand confident with your with your head held high and your shoulders back and to walk into a place or a situation or a room exuding confidence even though the insides may or may not match that at that time right and if you can consistently make that choice to stand confident and to hold your held up high like just those two physical positions release good endorphins right so if you can consistently make that choice then eventually the inside will match the outside. Agreed. So you've got some wise parents that were teaching you that. I love that. Stand tall and stand confident. I can resonate with, you know, when you walk into a room, you walk in with confidence, even though you're inside, your stomach might be screaming, no, I don't want to be here. (laughs) I understand that. And I think a a lot of our listeners probably do as well. Now you've started your writing journey. When, actually, I want to know when you started your writing journey. Well, my official writing journey started back in about 2015. So um, I had I had gone through some big changes in life and big life events, and um, n- none of them were the good life changes. <laughs> I mean, there were some, but the, the biggest ones were from the negative end of the spectrum. And um, And when you're going through something tough like that, for me, a source of healing was to go through and start to write through it and to kind of process exactly what happened to me. I was 23. My ex-husband that I immigrated into Canada had become a cancer patient. Everything was falling apart. And then I found myself alone real quick. Like one day I wasn't, the next day I was. And going through all of that was just all you got to do is keep your head above the water. Like you're just trying not to drown with life experiences. So when it all ended, I was like, Oh girl, you got some things to unpack and um, why not share it with 
the world. And the reason why I wanted to share with the world was because everything that I went through, I wasn't alone, but I felt alone. I knew that I wasn't alone. There were a bajillion resources and good support systems around me, but that feeling of alone and guilt never went away. It was like the strongest, worst feeling. So if I could connect with somebody on those negative feelings, regardless of the situation and the feeling of alone or abandonment, and you can just touch and resonate with somebody, then I think I've done my job as a creator, but I've also helped heal myself during the process. That's awesome. And I love how you explained that because you explained, you know, how you felt so alone, even though you were surrounded by supportive people and a supportive, you know, good support group. I think that's the way with everyone, you know, when you, when you have traumatic events happen in your life and you can, I always call it, you fall into that pit and it's, it's dark and very lonely in that pit. And sometimes it's hard to crawl yourself out, even though rationally, you know, that there's support and there's people who love you and people reaching out to help, but you're so mired in it that you don't see it and you don't hear it. Um, so I, I appreciate your explanation of that and tough journeys. I've with all of the authors that I've spoken to over, I think probably the last 18 months, everyone, I think the most creative people have had a very tough journey. Oh, for sure. And, um, their creativity just shines and I've not met one yet that says, I want to be able to use my story to help others. So I love how, you know, you said you want to make that connectedness. And I, I always call that tossing nuggets of goodness out, you know, taking my trauma and tossing those little nuggets of light out there to just give, even if it's just a little spark to someone sitting in the dark, you know, you so. know what your nuggets of light are equate to my golden nuggets. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're definitely on the same wavelength there. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, we're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, you just you just kind of sprinkle them along the way and people are going to do with what they're going to do with. And it might resonate with you one way and it might resonate with somebody the other way. And it might completely turn somebody off another way. And hey, like that is OK. You know, everybody looking at Picasso doesn't love Picasso. So hey, that's and that's 100 percent OK. So um, if we all liked it, that would be weird. We, we would just be all too similar. We like the yes. individual uniqueness and, and perspectives, right? So Absolutely. Life would be very boring if everyone viewed everything and thought of everything the same way. Life would be mm -hmm. too robotic and too boring, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We need a little color, a little color, a little sparkle. <laughs> so you have a three-book series, which is entitled Chin Up, Tits Out. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the title, by the way. <laughs> I was in the military, and that was one of the things that was told to us very aggressively during basic training. Chin up, shoulder back, butt in, yep. you yep. know. And that was, yes, we learned that very, very quickly in basic training. So when I saw the title of your series, I, I chuckled because I immediately went to basic training <laughs> in my mind. But you've got a three-book series now, what's the series based on without, you know, without giving away the story or the plot or anything? What's what's it based on, if you can share that? I would say in the most simplest form, and of course, we can elaborate on any part of this, but the simplest form of, of explaining is you're, you're going through 
you're, you're, you're alongside the journey of the main character, Hadley, and she has gone from graduating high school, very formulated type A personality, has her whole life mapped out. And then she falls in love and then all this great stuff happens and all this tough stuff happens and then more great stuff happens. And then again, you're going, it's in and out and in and out. I'm just elaborating uh, or repeating myself, but it's her journey and you're right alongside with her. And when it comes down to it, looking at your twenties, let's just review that in our mind in a second. Everybody's twenties are different. Some of us were going through base training. Some of us were getting married and having kids. Some of us were bar starring five days a week. And then there's a million other things that we could else be doing. Right. But going through with Hadley, life is very different. Um, than the stereotypical stuff that we do in our 20s and she tried to hold on to that and so it kind of goes through the um pressures of society the pressures of family the difficulty of of what love is what kind of love do you require as a human being and then at the end of it it kind of comes down to this realization of self-love um and how no other love can really happen until you have self-love. So it's a wild story. Like I, I talk about lots of lessons and lots of golden nuggets, 100%, but it's a fiction novel and you're right alongside Hadley. Hadley's your best friend. She's telling you the story and then she's slipping in these inside voice, like that little monkey brain. She slits that inside of her storytelling, which is usually the little angel, the little devil on somebody's shoulder, which interjects kind of this humorous aspect to it. But we're really discussing heavy items, but also having a lot of fun. And so I always encourage people if this, these topics are exciting to you, or if it sounds a little bit intriguing, grab yourself your favorite beverage and curl up on a couch or a lounge or a beach or whatever XYZ scenario is your optimal book reading environment. And then just hammer through them because I think it's one of those ones where you just like to go through it quick. So it just takes you, takes you on a wild ride. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's and I what think it at some like. point, at some point, you're going to be like, you know, I'm actually glad that I can read this and not have to live through it. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm glad it's her and not me. Or like, oh, hey, maybe I thought I was a little bit excessive. And then you read this book and you're like, mm, no, I'm calm. Like, I, I'm calm. I've got, I've got my life under control. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't, but I now do. <laughs> but it sounds like a lot of pieces of the storyline will resonate with an awful lot of people because everyone has went through something that's, you know, mm -hmm. so it sounds like it'll resonate with a lot of people on many different levels. And I, I think that's awesome. So you've got three books in this series. Are they all three released? Yes, all three of them are released. You can get the first two up on Amazon and uh, the third one I'm actually doing a, um, a re-release on the cover. I'm just kind of waiting through specs, et cetera, et cetera. So that is only available through my website right now. Once my third one is released, it will be available everywhere. So. Will it be available as like a, a bundle? Yes, it will be. Thank goodness. That's why that's why I'm doing the third cover release re-release again. So I'm actually really looking forward to it because if you bought the books kind of one at a time, uh, you've had to endure the wait in between each of the, the release dates. And I think that was a 
painful for everybody, including myself. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was painful not to get them out faster, but it was also painful to push through them from a personal aspect. So you had to find balance, right? And then I now, once they're all released again and, and with the new cover, then I will release them as a box set because it's one of those things you just got to sit down and hammer through. Yeah. You, you know? just go through them one by one. Yeah. And I love yeah. those. I love those kind of series, the kind that just grabs you mm-hmm. and you just want to continue. So as soon as you end it, you're like, oh, where's, you know, you grab the next one yeah. and keep on going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so the, the story has a good beginning way twisted lots of turns in the middle and a really lovely ending but not kind of that fairy tale ending that we all expect but it is still a cherry on top of a beautiful Sunday so it's a good thing it's I like them I like being able to relate to books or characters I like to talk about the heavy stuff the not so pretty stuff but when there's a a a sense of lightheartedness and striving for seeing the positive. Sometimes it can turn into a little bit of humor, sometimes a little bit of dark humor, but uh, I, I always kind of strive for that. And I like reading that. So I wanted to provide that to my readers and see if they like it as well. That is awesome. Awesome stuff. I'm looking forward to checking those books out. So are these the only three books you have? Or are you working on something else? I am working on another series. It will be a three-part series, and um, I'm hoping that it's going to get out early next year, so early 2021. And I had full intentions on getting out the end of this year. And then it was at the beginning of 2021. Now it's like, you know, let's just get it out the first half. But I ended up having a daughter in March and have been really enjoying the days home and, you know, sitting on the floor playing and doing all that fun stuff as a new mom. Funny me, I had intentions to write a book in six months while at home with a newborn, but that didn't, that didn't really happen. Um, so I'm actually preparing to go back to work in a couple of months and, and, and my kid is actually starting daycare part-time. So I can actually dedicate days out of the week, like a whole day from like eight o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the afternoon, I can write a couple of times a week. And so uh, I'm very much looking forward to doing that over the next coming weeks and see how much I can hammer out. So when I got no distractions and just one thing to focus on, then it's like verbal vomit is going to come out. Is, is, and it's a long, like it's overdue. I cannot wait. So it's going to be a very interesting few weeks. You, um, you said verbal vomit. I had to laugh because I, I regularly use a couple words that are pretty much the same. I'll say, you know, I sit down and I just word vomit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just start typing and just let it, I just vomit it all out and then walk yeah. away for a day and then come back and then look at what I created and say, oh, not bad. Or wow, you really need to do some work on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And um, so I'm very much looking forward to it. So it's not a continuation of Chin Up Tits Out, um, but it has that same underlying theme that, you know, people are going through the the characters in the books are, are going through really tough, tough, tough times. And they're forced to put on a brave face, find faith, find strength, find perseverance, find humor in the darkest of corners. And so that's the underlying theme. But the 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 trilogy is going to be called love my lady bits now women's 
reproductive health, women's health, women's pain tolerance, women's overall existence isn't talked about enough. I mean, we're, we're trending towards that. And so I really wanted to take women's menstrual health and the stuff that comes alongside of it and make it less awkward to talk about. So I interviewed 100 women from around the world over the span of 2020 um, and spoke to them about their gynecological issues, their menstruation problems. Um, the one thing all of them have in common is they have a condition called endometriosis. Um, and I suffer with it as well. Yeah, I don't suffer with it. I'm going to own it and be the best that I can be. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crappy thing. It sucks. And it's usually misdiagnosed. It's usually passed down as it's just a bad period or XYZ. It's this or that. It's all in your head. So I connected with the community and the community responded and they gave me, oh, at like over a hundred hours worth of conversations and questions and diving into the deepest, darkest, you know, there's sexual abuse, there is racial discrimination, there's stuff against religion and like you're dealing with cultures and, and people from around the world. So what we deal with, what I deal with as a Canadian is not something that somebody in South America will deal with the, the way their family is, the way the community is and learning about that and speaking to them through all their struggles and everything and their perseverance, their successes as well. I made a hundred new best friends, which was absolutely phenomenal. And it, it gave me a sense of pride that I now understood my conditions more than be, than I did before, than what a doctor explained to me, because I now saw that condition a hundred different ways with a hundred different women. And at, at the end of the day, that was an invaluable experience. So I, I'm very much looking forward to turning that into a series of fictional stories of women, um, across three different decades, three or four different decades. So it's going to be a pretty cool perspective once it's done. What an awesome, awesome journey speaking to 100 different women, and especially from different cultures and different countries and things like that and getting getting their perspective and their point of view and how their lives are and how that affects everything, you know, of how you deal with your own self during, you know, each day that you live. What an amazing journey that had to have been. That is, I, I, I'm excited for you. I'm actually, I'm really excited for you because you're right. I agree. I think that that is a topic that does need to be addressed more, especially for the younger ladies. And if they start yeah. running into issues, Sometimes it's embarrassing or it's frightening. They don't know where to turn. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've had my own issues. I ended up having a hysterectomy, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, but you know, my issues became so severe that my doctor said, you absolutely have to have yep. a hysterectomy. And mm-hmm. so I did, you know, it was about seven years ago, I did. And that was scary going through that. And, and uh, I don't think folks realize just, you know, the pain, the mental uncertainty it feels like your body is you know just going against you (laughs) you know you feel you feel awful all the time almost you know for me I did and it was you know I just said I I can't do this anymore I just can't and it was uh and my doctor said no you can't (laughs) you cannot 
So yeah, that's a, I love the topic and I'm, I'm so glad that you're, you know, you're tackling it head on and looking forward to that series coming out. That's, that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. Stuff. It's it honestly like going through it, going through exactly what you said, just days of pain and unexplained pain. And you're in such a dark place. And I was single uh, and, and for most of this, and then you add the, add the element of dating, and then you add the element of trying to build a professional career. And I was like, man, this is, this is a book to write, but how do I write it? I said, my journey is a one millionth of, of what the actual disease is and what it entails. And so I was like, you know, a hundred people, like that's totally doable. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I mean, awesome thing. I started it a week before lockdown. So nobody had anything else better to do, but to sit on a zoom with me for an hour. <laughs> and, and then I was pregnant for probably the last half of the interviews. So I was like bawling on calls. I'm like, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. Should I stop? I'm like, nope. Nope. Just, just keep going. I'm, I'm fine. I'm recording this. So if I don't get the notes right, I can go back. <laughs> like that was, it was so funny. But then once it was all done, it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my time? Like there, the hundred hours is a lot to put in on, on a, on a hobby at this point before it turns into anything, you know, until that book starts to sell, it's a hobby. So I learned so much and it gave me power to learn so much. And now, you know, through the pain, through the cramps, I was able to conceive and have a very happy, healthy daughter. Um, so all of that has now translated into now I can share that trauma and provide it as a gift to people, hoping that they learn something through the experiences and through the stories that I share. And I have no doubt that they will. I have no doubt I just love the fact that with over, you know, a hundred people that you spoke with, you had to have blessed, been blessed each time with each person by something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be able to turn that into something that all these people contributed to, and that's a very, very small portion of, you know, worldwide women and what mm -hmm. they go through. And, you know, what in a, so it's going to, I think you're, this series is probably going to make people think they're going to have these, oh, me too moments, you mm -hmm. know, like, oh, that's happening to me. And, oh, I went through that. Or my mom went through that. And yep. what a, what a fantastic series that you're going to do, but also a great resource. It sounds like. When I look at it from a global perspective, I, we're not going to change the world and it is, but if we can just share, I also want to put it out there for the guys or anybody who, who has lady bits, who, who loves lady bits, because from, you know, having a, a brother, having a brother growing up and having a male partner, having their understanding, even my dad, having their understanding, having their support, you know, being able to go to them and go, oh my gosh, my ovaries are literally feeling like somebody is clap them to an electrical shock and are just shocking them crazy and they don't get grossed out they don't get squeamish they don't tell me to suck it up they are just like man like what can I do to help you know having from both sides an understanding and awareness from the lady bits holder to the opposite of 
I'm just going to give empathy and compassion because I'm not going to be able to experience these things. I may not be able to, I mean, I may not, I may be a female with parts, but I've never had a bad period. <laughs> like I've never sneezed and had something come flying out of me. That shouldn't have been. I will never understand that, but there's probably a, a lot of women that have gone through that, that can read about it and go, OMG, that happened to <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, you know, completely embarrassing, but something that if you've experienced it, you're going to cry laughing. And if you haven't experienced it, your eyes and your jaw are just going to go, whoa. Right. And that's what I want is for anybody who picks it up to either go me too or holy Jesus, this is real. <laughs> right. Well, like, I like wow. how you mentioned that it felt like your ovaries were in a clamp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because my daughter and myself, and she struggles too, mm -hmm. and even worse than I did. And um, she, she will say, my uterus is trying to chew its way out of my body oh, yeah. right yeah. now with sharp yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I've said something. I've said I, I think I said something about the spawn of Satan trying to give birth through my, right. through my belly button. Like when when you say that to some, I said that to my boss or something like that. And um, and this is my corporate world. Uh, and he looked at me and just like, "You need to go home." I'm like, "No, but I think I'm gonna just go to the hospital." He goes, "Do you want me to drive you?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm 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 good. I just I'm fine. I can't." sit up I'm hobbled over like the hunchback of Notre Dame and you know like huffing because I can't breathe deep because it hurts and I'm like it's okay, it's okay. I'm good <laughs> he's just like please don't come to work tomorrow like just take your computer home and work like and and how many times have you done work from an emergency room like you I I've I've done a university course my, my job paid for. I did a practice exam in an emergency room. And my boss is like, this is not acceptable. You need to go home. I was like, <laughs> this is the only thing that keeps my mind busy and positive. Like, you know, it's, it, it's funny. Like how many women have gone through something stressful when it comes to their body and they have no control over their body, but yet they dive into their professional careers because that's their only salvation their only hope and then you have these extremely successful women who have excelled simply because of the challenges their body has given them like look from that perspective like you just want to high five those women and just be like you continue to be an inspiration not only for yourself but for all those out there who are struggling in the fact of I can't get up and I can't work because I I am unable to you got to find drive some way, shape or form. That's the only way you're going to get out of that, that deep, dark hole. And, and out of that, it sucks to be me. Yes, it does suck to be you, but you, it's your choice to get out of that mentality or not. Sometimes we need a little bit of help. Sometimes we need therapy. I think actually everybody needs therapy all the time. But that I digress, but you know, like maybe it's medication, maybe it's physiotherapy, maybe it's X, Y, Z, but it's up to you to make that first step and then continue to be consistent with whatever that goal is. So I hope, I hope once it comes out, not all, it will, it will touch a lot of people. Oh, I have no doubt that it will. And I agree with women, women plow through everything. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the women in my life are the ones that I've known throughout my life. They're incredibly strong. And regardless of what they might be going through, their, their personal world might be literally falling apart. 
their physical world, you know, within their own bodies might just be, you know, traumatized or falling apart and still they plow through. And I have seen such strength in women. So I'm, I'm actually excited to know that there's someone such as yourself out there just being raw and real and putting this right out there, right in your face, because it is something that needs to be discussed. And I agree, it is going to, it is definitely going to share some good nuggets out there, at least if not anything else, but I know it's going to be more, someone can sit there and say, wow, I'm not the only one going through this. Exactly. And that's a positive thing. That's a positive thing. It is just to not feel lonely when you feel lonely. Like, again, we're going to feel lonely at moments, regardless if we are surrounded by an entire village. Hey, that's just normal. Sometimes you just got to sit in it and that's okay. But yeah, if it can just touch one person, awesome. If it can move a mountain, way awesome too. (laughs) That's right. Even better. Even better. So tell, let's, let's tell folks, let's let our listeners know where they can find you at so they can learn more about you and then keep an eye out for these awesome books that are coming. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you will find out first about the books on my Instagram account because I'm most active on that. Um, my Instagram Instagram account is O Miranda O and both of those O's are O-H. Like, O Miranda O, you know, like... <laughs> Anyways, um, I feel like I have to enunciate it every single time just because it makes sense only in my head, but uh, here nor there. So yeah, O Miranda O uh, for Instagram, for Twitter, which I'm not very active on, but I also also Miranda O on Facebook. You can also hashtag chin up tits out. I'm, I'm there. I'm on Goodreads. I am on an Amazon. Just type in Miranda O. Good reads type in Miranda O uh, or chin up tits out you'll you'll find me that way or you can visit my in my website at www.mirandao.com awesome awesome stuff this has been such a pleasure talking to you and I know that you had mentioned off mic that well even on mic that you're a new mommy and yes we, we heard is it a daughter or a son <laughs> a daughter <laughs> we heard your daughter chiming in throughout this interview a few times. So please thank her for joining in with us today. We appreciate it. <laughs> she, uh, she takes after her mother in this little whole chatty Kathy business. Cause um, like, and she slept for 14 hours. So now she's like extra full of piss and vinegar. And I'm just like, my house is big. Like it's all one just big room. So there was no, no, hi. I could have, I could put her in the garage, but like, <laughs> no, we don't, thought, we don't want no, you. We, we, don't, we, don't we don't want that. <laughs> Slam, lock. Just kidding. Just, just I'm just kidding. I, I really do love my little girl. No, <laughs> Man, I thought it was awesome. Vocal. I loved, I loved hearing her chime in. You know, you're, you're a mom. That, you know, hey, you're a mom. And if, yeah, you're, you if your baby's there and talking, well, that's, that's just life. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just life and. Yeah, she's, it's just going to get louder over time. Like, <laughs> I've come to terms. Well, actually, you know, I, I'm loud, so it doesn't really matter. My partner, who is not, has come to terms with this. Um, I said, you know, this is, this is a life you chose. Like, you, it was an act of choice for all parties involved. <laughs> so you, you, you got to love it. And he goes, yes, dear. I'm like, yes, dear. Hey, good answer on his part. Good answer. <laughs> Well, thank you, Miranda, so much. This has just been awesome. I have truly enjoyed this conversation. 
please keep in touch as you, as we get into the new year because I do want to be able to share your journey if you're open to that with this the new series that you're working yeah. on because I think it's an incredibly important topic and I want to be able to help at least in my small part to uh, get the word out there so yeah let's yeah. keep in touch so I want to want to continue continue to hear more about this uh, new series that you're working on. Thanks once again for being on Let Fear Bounce. It's been awesome, and I wish you a fantastic day. Bye.